Welcome to Avatar with Academics. I am Sam Mulberry, and I'm joined, as always, by... Annie Berglund. And we are watching Avatar The Last Airbender. I am a Gen Xer who has never seen the show, and Annie is a millennial who grew up on it. Love it. All right, so we are on to book one, Water, chapter two, The Avatar Returns. So we're going to start with a quick summary. Hopefully this will be shorter than episode one <laughs> summary. I think this there's a little bit more, a little bit more concise of a story in this first one. So uh, the episode starts uh, with the village. If you remember at the end of episode one, um, Zuko had uh, seen the flare shoot up from the old mm-hmm. uh, fire navy ship, and he says the last airbender is there. Like yes. I see the last airbender, and yep. I and I see where he's hiding. Yep. So we start in the village, and um, Aang and Katara are returning to the village from the fire na- navy ship, and they are angry with right. Aang because he has basically revealed where they are. Yeah, right? yeah, he's the one that set off the booby trap. He's yeah, yep. And their their decision is to to banish him. Right, he's gonna get he's gonna get kicked out. Um, because, but no, what's interesting is, is, um, Katara is trying to defend Aang. She's really the only one who's saying, no, this, he's important to us. Right. And now what's interesting is what she says. She says that he's brought us fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Something that's, something that's been missing. It's so bleak. <laughs> and here, and, and, and in this scene, we get one of the other, uh, another sort of new tension in Katara, right? If we mm. talked about like, um, in the last episode, we talked about, like Sokka and her. Yeah. 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 But we also talked about this sort of tension of like, she wants to learn to be a waterbender, but she also has these responsibilities. Yep. And Aang has offered to take her to the North Pole. And so she, she tells them, if you're going to get rid of him, I'm going to go with him because yeah. she's going to follow that. And, and Sokka like just drives a knife in her heart and says, well, you, will you choose him over your family. Yeah. Right. So we're seeing that that sort of societal tension, mm-hmm. gender tension, right, playing yep. out there. Which is like, the first dialogue we hear in the whole story is societal, especially gender tension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, so, so we see we see Katara having to wrestle with that choice, um, and then we the next thing we see is the Fire Nation ship actually coming to the village and literally like cutting through the ice. Yeah. To and the village, Sokka gets like his war paint on and he gets ready to go. Like he gets his little kid followers because mm-hmm. he's like trained them for this moment. Yeah, but... we're seeing like like pre gaming between <laughs> between Sokka and Zuko, right? That they're both like putting their armor on. Uh, Sokka's putting his like face paint yeah. on, um, and, and getting ready to uh, to face off. Um, so, like I said, the ship cuts through the village. Zuko comes out and demands to be given the Avatar. Right. Right, and because he knows that that he's hiding there. And and Sokka comes and tries to attack. And you know, and, and so we see his bravery, but we also see the 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 failure of that bravery in the yeah. face of Zuko's abilities and powers. Yeah. Like he's really confident in himself, but at the same time he just like runs into it unprepared, almost unprepared. Like he's been preparing for this, but also I mean, you see him like fall so quickly, right? And, it, and it's probably, I mean, presumably, this is his first encounter, yeah. real encounter with the outside world. That yeah. he's been, he knows about things, he's been preparing for things, but like, this is when you see how much your preparation actually hits the realities of the world, and we see yeah. that. And he's very much just a sixteen-year-old boy, like just he's still he's not yet a warrior, right? Like he's still so much. He's taking on a bigger role than what he is. Well, it's interesting because it also points to the fact that, like, like you were talking about in the last episode, that um, Katara, as a waterbender, isn't held up as this valuable mm. thing. And so now we're they're actually encountering this is the power of people who 
have actually cultivated this yep. this ability, right? And 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 like the sort of the sort of brawn of just going in with like a spear or <laughs> this weird kind of axy weapon, like that that's that's not going to do anything in the face of uh, in the face of this power. But someone comes into the rescue, sort of. So so <laughs> so we see Aang penguin slide in. Yes. Um, the penguins are back. Yes, and here's where Zuko gets his first real look at Aang, and 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 he recognizes Aang as the Avatar again. He knows what he's looking at, right? And doesn't he say? Does he say like anything about Aang being a child? Because his mind was like, oh, it, he's like a hundred over a hundred years old, right? Yeah, and and it, it's sort of weird because there's a conversation at the end of this episode where he's talking with his uncle about that. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like his uncle maybe doesn't quite get it to the degree yeah. that. Zuko knows it. I mean, he he identifies yeah. him right there in the moment. Because I think before Aang comes on the scene, he, Zuko grabs Grand Grand and is like, the Avatar looks like her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It should be about her age. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and we see Aang and Zuko start to face off. And we see, again, this is where I feel like Aang is is so fully formed to a certain degree. <laughs> like he can hold his own, more than hold his own mm-hmm. against, against Zuko. He was clearly trained at some point, right? Right. Yeah. But he also realizes that there, I think, that there could be collateral damage to this fight. So instead, mm-hmm. he he realizes like, well, if 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 I go with you, will you, will you like, give mercy to the village? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, Zuko, and as he says it, he like looks back at Katara. Yeah. Yeah. So he basically sacrifices himself and says, "I will go with you if you leave these people alone." Mm-hmm. Right. So so Katara was, you know, a scene before contemplating going with him, and now. He, it's like it's like she's abandoned him almost, yeah. you know, to a certain degree. That 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 he sort of lays himself down to uh, to go on to Zuko's ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next scene, then we see uh, Soka and Katara getting ready to go find Aang, and this oh, yeah, is yeah. This, and this is a great scene because here is um, Katara's ready to get into an argument with with her brother about why they should do this. And she realizes, oh no, no, he's on board with yeah, this Sokka's too. Yeah, Sokka's like, I'm there, <laughs> right? And then we see Grand Grand come, and we think, okay, now she's going to convince them not to, and we see that she's on board with it as mm-hmm. well. Yep. Right. So, so there is this sense that 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 quickly they sort of realize. I think you know, I think seeing the sacrifice that Aang is willing to make, they realize that he's um, he's that important that they that they need to go after yeah. him. Yeah. And I love that what Grand Grand says too cuz she doesn't say a lot but she so is she the one that says it's been so long since I've had hope? Yes. And then she looks at Katara and she calls Katara like her little waterbender right after she talks about hope. And then she looks at um Sokka and says like the brave warrior and that's very much like we don't have a great picture of everyone's character yet mm-hmm. but to call Sokka brave and to call Katara like an avenue for hope I feel like is really important to who they are. Yeah. And it's so interesting that she says hope because earlier when Katara says he's brought us fun, when, when she started that sentence, I was going to say hope. Yeah. And it's like, she said fun. And then grand grand says yeah. hope. And it's like, yes, like grand grand noticed it in Katara too. Like her hope of going. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then they decide that the canoe is probably not going to catch a warship. <laughs> right. So the plan is, well, let's go, let's go get Appa. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Appa, Aang says Appa can fly. No, they haven't seen Appa fly yet. Yeah, and the uh, and Sokka's pretty distrusting of yeah. Aang. Like he's he's on board with going, but he's like, 
he he doesn't trust him. But Katara's like, no, like, I will trust the words that Aang says. So she's like, he can fly for sure. He can fly. So, yeah, they go off and find Appa. <laughs> yes. And then we cut to the warship and we see uh, Zuko taking the staff, uh, taking Aang's, Aang's staff. And this was an interesting thing to me because he said this will make an excellent gift for my father to which father's the light alive. went off. Father's alive. Yep, so what's yep. interesting is the father was seeking after the Avatar, but clearly has given up and Zuko's doing this now. So I'm still I'm still stuck on the my honor relies on this. Right. You know, so, so I'm curious about what his relationship to his father is that mm-hmm. like giving him this gift is maybe proof that the avatar does exist or some I don't know I mean, like there's there's definitely something to that but but definitely the alarm bells went off and I was like father Father's alive, alive. Yep. okay because <laughs> this is a story clearly this is a generational kind of story so mm-hmm. it's so so that's a that's an important piece um and uh Zook, or Aang is is sent away but we see Aang again this is he has this great ability that he's able to just with his breath like like break yeah. free from everybody so Super it's all, resourceful and yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like he's just sort of toying with them mm-hmm. you know and again this is where this is where i feel like i keep going back to this is katara's story because like it doesn't need to be ang's story at least not right. yet like right now ang is is seems light years ahead of everyone that we've seen right you know so i'm actually curious to get to the points where he is where we see him sort of stuck we see him facing challenges because i i feel like he hasn't yeah. Yet faced a major challenge that he couldn't just yeah. literally blow through if and, he wanted to. And like maybe him sacrificing himself was really him. And like he looks back at Katara, maybe in the back of his mind, he's like, I can get out of this. I can go back and help her out. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. maybe it's not that big of a sacrifice because he knows he has the upper hand in some ways. Right. Right. Um, so we see, we then go to uh, Sokka and Katara on Appa just. Appa just floating. Yeah. And yeah, he's in very, the water. Yeah. He's very like, like Snorlaxy. Like he's uh, just he kind is. of like just this big, big lovable, fluffy bison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cute. And um, Soka is trying to remember what is it that, what is it that he was saying to try to get him to fly? And he keeps going through a bunch of ridiculous phrases. Yeah. Like pang, pang, and bit. yeah. Yes. Well, anything. Yeah. And, and he then... finally says, yip, yip. And it's like all of a sudden Appa is brought to life. Yes. And he starts flying. No wings. Right. He doesn't have wings. He just, Covers? Again, yeah. I don't know how the bison <laughs> yeah. fly. I don't know either. Um, it's, it's impressive to look at. It's funny because the only birds that we've seen are flightless birds, but we do see a flying bison. True. <laughs> so the world the world of, of Avatar is upside it's down as far as rules. I'm concerned. Yep. So then we see, um, we cut back to the ship and Aang is sort of bending through fire soldiers um, looking for his staff. He's just like cutting through the ship, like going, mm-hmm. he can go wherever he wants. He Again, it's like he's toying with them. Um, and he finds his staff, but he also finds Zuko. Mm-hmm. And we see the two of them face off. And what we what we see right away is that Zuko's no match for Aang. Yeah. Even though we've seen him training and we see his power. We saw his power against uh, Sokka, but against Aang, it's... Yeah. It, I mean, Aang is, again, toying with even him. He's throwing him around the room. Yeah. He's unprepared. And, like, it's the last airbender. Like, we don't know everything that happened in the past to make it that way but yeah like he's never trained against an airbender before right so like this is totally new to zuko yep and so ang grabs his staff and and once he sort of defeated zuko and runs off to to fly away presumably to fly back to the village and just as he's jumping away zuko runs up behind him and grabs his leg Mm -hmm. to sort of pull him down um and this is where we see appa 
and uh, Katara and, and Sokka starting to starting to fly in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see Aang fall into the sea. Yeah. Right. And this is a, a, a sort of crucial moment because as he as he falls into the sea and we've seen him fall into the yeah. sea before. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a flashback to the flashback of the <laughs> yes. of the, uh, the the dream um, or or flashback where he's he sort of creates the the uh, the iceberg ball. Right. Um, we see him going to see and his eyes start to glow and like the, the arrow on his head starts to glow. Right. And um, instead of creating an iceberg ball, like we see this like whirlwind of water and like he shoots up out of the out of the water. Right. So we mm-hmm. see him. I mean, I'm presuming this is what powerful water bending looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're seeing him bend a different element. Right. Right. Which we haven't seen so far, I don't think. Yeah. And I because I'm assuming the with the iceberg, that's I guess that's probably the his or his his airbending that allowed that to happen. I, I, who knows i actually don't know how to create an iceberg around <laughs> yeah. myself for me to stay in for 100 years but like the common thing is pre- i think self-preservation right like he falls in the water and it's another unconscious thing like right. katara with the big wave that she could create to get the iceberg out it's like both of these benders aren't aware that like, maybe not aware that they're doing it like i guess we don't really know about that avatar state with like the glowy yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's that. That was a new thing to me. Yes, yeah. To know that to know that that can happen. Right. So it's like, what what elements need to be there for them to like have their power realized to that degree? Right. And we, we don't and, know yet. And we get a we get a little dig from Soka about like now that's water bending. Yeah, it's right. Like, it's like that's what it looks like because he shoots up in this um, in this big pillar uh, pillar of water, um, and Zuko falls into the falls into the water. Oh yeah, yeah, and we see Aang like sort of collapse for a moment, like he's because he was it's like he was sort of out of his mind, and he kind of collapses. Um, and Katara and Soka come to him, right? So they're yeah. on they're on the deck of the ship now, um, and and um, uh, Soka goes to grab the staff for for Aang, and we see Zuko climbing up, and here we see um, we see uh, Soka getting. A little bit of revenge, right? Right. Yes. Because he's From the one. <laughs> he's the one now in the literal position of power, and he knocks uh, Zuko back into the water. Yeah. 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 And then, um, is Iroh? Is Iroh there? The uncle? He is eventually. Yeah. Okay. Because he is at the end of this episode. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and we see that uh, as they're trying to escape, we see Katara bending water. Right. Right. Yeah. And the first time she does it, it's like she bends it backwards. And yeah. and, and she creates the ice. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And then like a golfer with a slice, she just corrects for it and turns around and bends <laughs> yes. it backwards over the soldiers. So first time she hits Soka, the second time she hits the soldiers, like yeah. just sort of corrects for that. But we see her actually being able to, at least to, to, to a degree, like harness her power and yeah. do something really intentionally yeah, and kind of train herself in the moment yeah mm-hmm. yeah so then they they get on appa and they uh and they fly off uh the three of them uh and this is where we see what what is the uncle's name iroh iroh yep um iroh is talking to uh to zuko and he says oh the enemy of the fire nation is just a kid yeah and zuko's response is like a, a kid did all of this i mean they've basically a, an avalanche has collapsed on the ship yeah and he says like i won't underestimate him again yeah. so like that was their that was their first real face off and he was not expecting ang to be who ang was right he's a, a kid by appearance alone right right and then we the episode ends um on the back of appa like flying Mm-hmm. And uh, they're planning what they're going to do next. And Katara says that what Aang needs to do is master water, 
then earth, then fire. So here right. we see the progression. The sequence, yep. Right. So I'm presuming that's books one, two, and three. Yep. Okay. Um, so the plan is to go to the North Pole and learn them together. She says, well, because I want to go learn to bend water, and that's the first thing you need to do. So let's go and let's be students together. Mm-hmm. And then Ang gets out the map and instead talks about all the things he wants right. to see. <laughs> He's like, I want to see these animals here and these animals here, hog monkeys, giant koi fish. He's like mapped out where all the animals are. <laughs> so where episode one ends with a cliffhanger, this one ends with them sort of flying off victoriously, but also like a clear sense of, there's sort of the, the world is now opened up. To yeah, them. it's like the opening scene is actually done. Like we're now moving on to the next. Right. The next well, it's spot. interesting. It's interesting you 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 talk about it that way because one of the things that I thought I thought about um, as I was watching as I was watching this was the idea of um, monomyth. Are you familiar with Joseph um, Campbell and No. Okay. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> so so Joseph Campbell is a mid twentieth century. Um, anthropologist i think oh. is what 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 he would be considered he wrote a, a really famous book about myth called the hero with a thousand faces and it's it's basically talking about how if you look at that that you know almost all cultures their their myths sort of there's a this sort of pattern to this myth that he talks about the hero's journey and lots of stuff is um lots of culture even popular culture is sort of based around that like george lucas leaned heavily on joseph campbell in the star mm. wars cycles and things like that so a lot of movies are like based on the hero's journey yes that is this from campbell well C- campbell is is just saying well this is part of all human mythology sure. right okay. and 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 in 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 the book the hero with a thousand faces he ties it into also psychoanalysis and and kind of kind of how we how we see the hero's journey in our own lives and these types of things. But what's interesting is he talks about, uh, Campbell talks about there's three parts to, to the hero's journey. And the first part is departure. Oh, like yeah. the, you know, and, and I would say these first two episodes match it almost beat for beat departure. So I'm going to go through those yeah, steps. Please. But, so it's departure. And then after departure is, um, is initiation and like the training. Uh. And then the last one, and then the last part is the return. Right. Oh, and it's okay. like, okay, so we're gonna track the hero's journey as we go here, but but here's the here are the parts to to Campbell's uh to the departure in, in monomyth and, and like pay attention to what we just saw in Avatar. So the first is the call to adventure, okay. which is somebody who um it's usually somebody who has this kind of mundane, normal life, but then there is something that calls them outside of that life. So again, if this is Katara's story, mm. you know, there is this this sort of sense that she has this power that nobody else has and she's the one who's looking beyond where she is and she feels called to go to the North Pole, called to learn to do this, right? And and Aang represents part of this call to adventure. Um, there is, the next part is the refusal of the call, right? There's this sense that there's something holding you back. We talked about this with Katara. She definitely has that in the terms family. of her responsibilities. Yep. We even see that, and this is where I think there's, Aang is also on a hero's journey because one of the other things at the end of this episode, she says, why didn't you tell me you were oh. the avatar? And he says, I, I didn't, didn't choose to be. be. I didn't yeah. want to be. So he's, we don't know where he's at in his journey. Is he still at struggling with the call or is he sort of accepted it at this point? But she definitely has to wrestle with with the moment where she says, I'm going to go with Aang. And they say, well, are you going to choose him over your family? Right. And notice she doesn't choose him. Mm-hmm. She goes back. There is this sort of moment of like, I can't leave. Right. This right. is also Luke saying, I can't I can't leave behind Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru. Right. Yeah. This is right. So there's the refusal of the call. There's supernatural aid. There's a mentor. Right. And Aang is that really for her, right? Yeah. That 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 he is this person who is more advanced in this power and he can point her to the world outside. He has Appa and says, We can go. We can go and and find these people who can train yeah. you. Right. So she has this supernatural aid. 
Um, there's the crossing of the th- first threshold, the, then sort of needing to leave, like, like passing uh, those barriers, right? So when they get- Finding APA? When they get on APA and go, yeah. right? And and, and and usually that the, the crossing of the threshold has something you need to overcome, some like guardian. Uh-huh. And what's interesting is is Grand Grand is that, but we also learn that she's a benign guardian and she actually is, instead of being something that's going to try to hold her in or something she that needs to get by, that we learn that actually the world is maybe more accepting or that yeah. culture is a little bit more accepting of her doing that. Yeah. You know, and then the the uh, the last piece is the, the, is the belly of the whale. And here I'm not sure where, if we're <laughs> fully there yet. Although if we think about Aang in the ship, Literally, it's like he's in, mm. I mean, like like being taken away on that ship. He's in the Visually. bowels of that ship, yep. like the belly of a whale. And, you know, um, obviously with the, the phrase belly of the whale, you think about the story of Jonah. And, mm. and Campbell talks about this. And, you know, Jonah is th- tossed into the sea, right? Oh, yeah. What oh. happens to Aang? Tossed into the sea. Like, like, like we're definitely seeing heavy, heavy, imagery. like, hero's journey yeah. imagery here. So I'm actually interested to, to try, I read, uh, I reread a chunk of, of Campbell this weekend after watching <laughs> this to be like, oh, I kind of want to remember some of the pieces of this. So the, so it's definitely, um, it's definitely laid on pretty thick, uh, yeah. you know, whether consciously or unconsciously, I mean, that's Campbell's point is like, there is something about this kind of story. And it definitely feels like we're moving into the next phase. We're moving into initiation, like yeah. the the tasks and the training you need to do. Right. Yeah. So so I feel like this episode is these first two episodes is the departure part of that. Now, we may see this come cyclically through again and again. And we may see that that Soka and Aang and Katara are all on versions of this journey and they're on it together. That is dope. I would have not known any of that. So it's this is Avatar with Academic. So we're going to get a little <laughs> academic here. Um, I'll try I, to get academic. I also love how we have this this trio going out. And again, I, I apologize for getting Star Warsy, but it is interesting <laughs> how you have um, you have this trio. Just like you have that, there Star Wars is full of trios, like Luke, yeah. Leia, and Han, and like and clearly like uh, like Soka is is Han, right? Yeah. Like he's the the goofy, the, the goofy, the shoot first, the like yep. the more of the brute force. Definitely not somebody who has you know is is force sensitive, or at least we know about that, you right. know. And then we have um, we have. Katara, who I really is a Luke character in in almost mm. all ways, um, and Aang is in some ways is like it's it's like Obi Wan Kenobi, but also sure, yeah. he he also seems special in a way. Le- uh, Princess Leia seems special, uh, yeah. you know. Like there's like, a I don't know if chosen if, or something, yes. or, yeah, preserved. Or, yes. yeah. I don't know if the Avatar is a kind of royalty, but it sort of is. Oh you yeah, know? It feels so that you way. sort of have that feeling, and and clearly both Katara and uh, and Aang are powerful in this new kind of way right right so 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 ang is this combination of he is both on the hero's journey but he's also the mentor on the hero's journey yeah and like with the trio you need all three like they work best when it's all three of those different people coming together so like hmm, i like this i like where we're going with this yeah so so i i loved how this second episode, I also feel like, like one of the things you mentioned is that the first one drags a little bit. And it's not that it drags, but there's just so much ground to cover. Right. This one is a, it's like a simpler, cleaner story. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to see. Now here's, as we go forward, because now we've hit the point where I haven't seen the next episodes yet. Like, I'm curious how long it takes them to get to the North Pole. Right. Like in my mind, they should just be able to fly there at this point. But right. but I don't know how much Aang is going to divert them mm-hmm. or how much the world is going to divert them. And I would also say, because you brought up some great, like, Campbell and Star Wars, moving forward, you are somebody who loves movies. Mm -hmm. You've watched a lot of movies. 
this series does a really great job of emulating different kind of movie structures even within their small episodes so like there's one that's I, Mike, Mike, my husband would know, but he he would talk about like all quiet on the Western Front, and there's like these scenes oh, where sure. you can just you're like that is exactly what they're trying to get. Oh, at. Rad. So it's gonna be super fun to see if there's any more kind of like Star Warsy trio stuff coming along. But then even outside of that, and like looking at all the different ways that they're emulating these sure. other. Oh, movies. this has been great. This has been yeah. great. Well, that's all the time we have for uh, for this episode of Avatar with Academics. Um, join us next week when we're dropping two more episodes. I don't even know what the titles of those episodes are. <laughs> I haven't seen them yet, but they're going to be great. Thanks for joining us on this journey. See you. See you.